step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Jason Bryan from the Shortime Wrestling Podcast and founder of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and operated, and those opinions presented and expressed may not reflect others, the sponsors, patrons, or the parent network. Find more shows about the greatest sport in the world at the Matt Talk Podcast Network at matttalkonline.com. You're locked into the Pack Vitality Poppins Podcast, a look inside the NC State Wrestling Program with head coach Pat Popolizio and members of the Wolfpack team and staff. Now let's join your host, five-time All-American and Student Athlete Development Coordinator, Hayden Heidley. Hello, Wolfpack fans. Welcome to episode number 104 of the Pack Mentality Pop-Ins Podcast. I am your host, Hayden Heidley, joined as always by, uh, with the head coach of the NC State Wrestling Team, Pat Popolizio. Hayden, great to see you back in the office and uh, on the mat as well. Yeah, it's been uh, got to shake some of the rust off for this podcast. Haven't been, haven't done it in a little bit. Um, want to apologize to the fans for that. Uh, there's been some scheduling conflicts. Uh, been out of the country for a little bit. Wasn't able to record um, before the last home duel and kind of missed out on the bus trip to UVA. So. A lot that we have to catch up on here, Pat. A lot of housekeeping stuff, but also a big duel coming up on Friday night that we can get into. Yeah, absolutely. They must not have had uh, Wi-Fi where you're at because, you know, I think we could have found a way, but... Yeah, I don't know. We might have been at an odd um, hour of the night, but... Uh, I'm ready all the time for the podcast. <laughs> a little 4 a.m. Eastern time podcast <laughs> might have worked out well, but uh, yeah... Until then, until I can learn how to figure that out over Zoom, I think I'll uh, <laughs> stick with the uh, in-person podcast for now. But uh, again, you know, sorry for the delay. It's been a few weeks, but uh, I'm excited to get back in the studio. I think we've got a really good podcast lined up for you guys. I'm um, going to talk about some of the important events we have coming up within NC State Wrestling and how some of the fans can get involved. And also previewing the pit match here with Coach Papalizio. And then we have a, a special interview at the end with freshman Jackson Arrington. Get to meet him a little bit. Um, see how he's going to talk about his video games that he plays. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a video game. Yeah, I asked guy. him about his video game. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll, I'll uh, add that to one of the questions, but uh, I think the fans will be interested to hear a little bit more about this new face and that's been in the lineup a lot. Um, not too active on social media. So I think this will be the first time for some of the fans to uh, get it's to know him. Great job for us this year. So 
lot, lot for him to talk about. Yep, yeah, excited about that. One district six guy to another. That's I was, great. I was big school. He was a small school. So uh, it's good, good, uh, good place to come from. Yep, yeah, we've had a lot of uh, matches registered in the Altoona Fieldhouse. Perfect. Guess, so it shows when they're out there competing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to dive right into some of the some of the events we have coming up. Uh, obviously. The ACC championship will be huge. It's going to be held in Reynolds Coliseum March 5th, Sunday. So the ACC championship tickets are on sale. I'm um, encouraging fans to um, buy, bring as big of a group as you as you can. Uh, we want to have a that home crowd advantage here for the ACC championships in Reynolds. It's always a fun event. Uh, get to watch, watch a lot of wrestling. It's on two mats, and so there's not a whole lot of action that you're going to miss. It's a, a great one-day event of wrestling. I think most wrestling fans are used to the really big, you know, eight mats, uh, so many things going on at once. The ACC championship is a different feel where you get to really follow along with every match. And it's a, it's a huge deal for the team race because every match means something even on the backside. So encouraging fans to get their tickets for the ACC championship on March 5th. Yeah, that's going to, first of all, I think ticket sales have been pretty good so far. And I think it's going to be a great atmosphere in there, but you're right. It's a unique uh, conference tournament because the the field is a little smaller, but the quality of wrestling is obviously first class. And you're right, every match is going to matter when it comes down to the final team score. Yeah, that same weekend, uh, Friday, March 3rd, the Wolfpack RTC will be hosting its annual casino night. Uh, I know that's a big uh, fan favorite. Get a lot of uh, new fans through the door and kind of get to meet uh Meet with the Wolfpack RTC athletes and coaches. Uh, it's a great fundraiser and also just a very fun time. Um, basically, Pat, I was going to let you kind of explain the rules of the night, but uh, encouraging fans to sign up through Wolfpack RTC website. And there's been a few social media postings about it on Facebook and Twitter as well. You can sign up through that link. Again, it's Friday, March 3rd will be held in Vaughn Towers over at Carter-Finley Stadium. It'll be a big weekend just with a lot of fans coming in for ACC. So we're looking uh, looking forward to a big crowd, probably bigger than we've ever had it. But explain to some of the fans what exactly Casino Night is and kind of what happens there. Yeah, it's going to be a great atmosphere in Vaughn Towers overlooking the football stadium. So you get a great view of that. And then on top of that, it'll be a lot of great prizes. Um and it is. It's a it's a really fun night for a lot of people to interact with uh, RTC athletes as as well as uh, coaches involved with that, and all the proceeds benefit, you know, for everything we're doing with the with the RTC. And we expect a, a good crowd. Being that Friday before ACCs, we know a lot of people are going to be in town. So if you're looking for something to do, that'll be it. And pretty simple. The more chips you have, the better the prizes you get. And so anybody that's good at, uh, you know, the games out in, in Vegas or a casino, they'll be there from blackjack to craps to poker. Um, I'm sure there'd be some some other games that people can play, but it, it is always a uh, fun, unique setting and a good time because at the end of the day, if you have a bad night on the on the tables, you're not walking away with a, with a major loss. So only only to gain that night. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, you know, with the Wolfpack RTC, not only does those fundraisers help the senior level RTC athletes like myself and Tommy Gann and Michael Machiavello also helps out 
some of those age level guys that train at NC State and are on the current NC State wrestling team that in the off season are a part of the Wolfpack RTC. So, you know, all of those fundraisers go to, you know, further the training and, and development of, of the guys here at NC State. And so, although those guys aren't, won't be um, at the casino night, you know, you'll get to meet all the coaches, all the senior level RTC athletes. It's just a lot, a lot of fun to get to know some of the other fans. Um, and it's a great venue over at Vaughn Towers, overlooking the football stadium, set for a great night. That's again, March 3rd, the Friday before ACCs. And you can sign up through the Wolfpack RTC website or go to their Facebook. And there's a few posts about it and can sign up through that link. So very exciting times. Just a couple clicks and you're signed up, ready to go. Yep. I, uh, not sure if I'm much of a gambler myself, but I'll probably be working the room, seeing all the fans. So maybe, maybe I'll roll a couple of dice for some lucky, uh, lucky fans. Maybe you can. I could see you with blackjack. You've always been good with numbers. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, moving on. Big dual meet this Friday night at Reynolds, taking on number 17 Pitt Panthers. They're currently undefeated in AC, ACC conference uh, matches. Uh, they hold the top spot in in the conference rankings, and a win here would uh, throw in uh, throw in a wrench to I guess the ACC rankings, but would put us in good position to finish out uh, with a share of the title if we could win out. So there's a lot on the line Friday night. I think before we dive into some of those individual matchups, wanted to give a uh, a few updates on some of the events that will be taking place that night as well. Uh, first off, there'll be a pre-match social held in Reynolds. Uh, it'll be at the second level of the South End concession around the six o'clock for all previous donors, um, donors who helped contribute to the locker room. And so in order to sign up for that, just get a hold of one of the members of the coaching staff or our director of operations, Mackenzie Wood, and we'll get you on the list for that pre-match social being held at six o'clock. Um, again, just another chance to see uh, some of the coaches and get to interact with other fans, uh, just kind of, you know, showing some gratitude for all of our previous donors who have who've given to the program. Yeah, good opportunity to thank them and appreciate all their support that they continue to give our program. And it will be a, a nice event. Uh, one hour before the start of the duel. So that's open to anyone who has previously supported our program and anybody looking to become a part of that. Um, we're always open and willing as well. So you want to support us, we, we will return the favor and show our appreciation to continued support. Couple giveaways for uh the match on Friday night, the first 500 fans will get a foam finger at the door. Um, there also will be a uh, basketball tickets versus Wake Forest raffle giveaway uh, during the night. And so, you know, try to be set up, be early, get the uh, get the foam fingers and maybe try to get a chance to win tickets to the basketball game versus Wake Forest. They've been, uh, you know, heating up. It's been exciting to watch them for sure. But uh, along with that will be our senior night. We'll be honoring three seniors, uh, Tyree Houghton, Hunter Lewis, and Alex Faison. Uh, not a huge group of seniors, uh, but it'll be important to honor these three who have given a lot of time and effort um, and just their energy to the program. will be exciting to have all of the, those kind of things in play uh, for a huge ACC 
uh, duel on Friday night. Yeah. And again, appreciate all those guys and what they've done for our program. And I think it's a good problem to not have that many seniors graduating this year. So um, both Tyree and Faison obviously got a a lot of history with our program. Uh, Faison being here for as many years as he has and stayed the course and got a chance to to be the guy this year and Tyree qualifying to the NCAA tournament. So those guys have, have done great stuff for our program and everyone plays a role when when they're here at NC State and these guys have certainly elevated the, the program to where it's at today. Yeah, so show up early, uh, give those guys thanks. They'll be honored before the match at seven o'clock. Again, a huge night. Can't emphasize that enough. But uh, there's a lot in play in terms of you know ACC title on the line. Uh, you know, taking on a team that hasn't been hasn't been beaten in the ACC play yet. So it'll be a very exciting duel on Friday night. Before we get into those individual matchups, I wanted to kind of give a review of where we've been since uh, we've last been on the mic. Uh, have started ACC play. Lost to Virginia Tech 14-16 in a 5-5 split. A lot of people were able to watch that one on ACC Network. And it's a crazy environment, a very good duel. Uh, came down, just fell short. And then rebounded the next week and beat Duke 46-3. Had a few guys uh, make their debut uh, in the lineup with Dylan Fishback and Luke Arberg uh, notching wins in their kind of Reynolds debut. And then uh, last week, took on UVA and won nine bouts out of 10, 134-4. Where do you say uh, the team is at heading into this duel against Pitt? You know, took a loss early and have bounced back the last two weeks. Yeah, um, and you hit it on the head. Great atmosphere up there with a lot of really good, intense wrestling. And it was something we needed. You know, I, we thought we, we competed hard but made our mistakes. And, you know, sometimes... A loss is healthy if your guys learn and respond from it. And I thought these guys did a phenomenal job, you know, going back to the drawing board and, and things that we got to get better at. And uh, we've done that. And I think we see the response that these guys have been willing and able to do with uh, two really good showings against UVA and Duke um, and, and attacking and scoring points and, and really being offensive. And, uh, you know, that parlays right into what we're going to have to do Friday night. Um, and it's good. You know, I think we're, we're in a spot now where we continue to grow. And I think one thing we've learned this year is to be patient with the group that we have because we, we are a really young team, but a talented team. So every week that we get to compete, we keep getting better and better. And, and we're starting to see that. And, you know, it's the month of February now, so we got to let things fly and, and get to that next level of conditioning and offense and doing all the right things with, with the discipline that this team has, I think we're going to be in a really good spot come the next two duels in the postseason. Yeah, it's a good synopsis, I think, just responding after a loss. And normally wrestling Virginia Tech at the end of conference play and doing it the first week is a, a little bit of a different scheduling uh you know, and your different level of training that you have to lead up to. It's usually later in the year. And so that was uh, different than, than previous years. And it's not an easy first match to get in conference play. But I think after that, it's been a great response and have had two dominating dual victories. 
And that leads us to a big match against number 17, Pitt. Uh, this duel will take place at 7 p.m. at Reynolds on Friday night. There will be eight ranked versus ranked matchups and two uh, top 10 individually ranked matchups. And so very exciting. Uh, can't ask for much more for a home duel. Expecting a big crowd. Uh, a lot of talent on both sides. Uh, what do you look for each year when wrestling pit and kind of what is your thoughts generally on, on, on the duel itself going into Friday night? Yeah, great opportunity for us. And, you know, I see it as three teams right now in the ACC that should be in the top 10. I think Pitt's, for whatever reason, they got, you know, teams ranked where they're at. It is what it is, but they're definitely better than their ranking. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a very intense, very uh, – exciting duel um and that's what we want you know and the better the acc gets the the more opportunities we get to showcase really good wrestling in reynolds and i think you're going to see that friday night with their their lineup from top to bottom is rock solid so you know we got to be ready to compete and and keep our intensity high and continue to have our, our support with people in reynolds and make it loud and loud and rowdy and i think it, it creates a really good atmosphere for the guys and I'm sure they're up for the challenge and they're going to raise the level of competition and, and that's what we need from this this group this weekend. Yeah, going into some of these individual matchups at 125, number 27, Jared Trombley will be taking on number 32, Colton Camacho. Uh, Camacho has been in the lineup off and on the past few years for Pitt, um, but has kind of come into his own and has registered a couple of good wins these last few weeks. Uh, Trombley's really improved recently in the last few weeks and has found a lot of offense in that UVA duel and the Duke duel. Um, has a lot of confidence heading into this matchup. What do you see there? Yeah, I think you're going to see two guys that are neck and neck with each other, you know, looking to break through and get hot towards the end of the year. And I think both guys are competing very well. And I, I do like where we're at with Trombley. Um, I think we're knowing that he's going to be the guy closing out the year, I think it's helped him mentally. And now he can just go out and know that he's going to get the opportunity to wrestle postseason. And um, I think it's it's helping him. And he did. He, he's really been offensive. And it's the Trombley that we expected to go out and compete the last couple of weeks. And we just need to continue to get consistency and, and confidence from him because he, when he does that, he's, he's really dangerous and a really good 25 pounder. So everything that we expected from him is starting to come full circle. 133, it's a rematch of last year's duel. Kai Orini, ranked number 20, will be taking on number six, Mickey Phillippe. It's another one of those guys for Pitt. I think he's in his seventh year. Um, I actually grew up wrestling with Mickey, so it's one of those. Did you guys ever wrestle? Uh, not in high school, but in, in junior high, maybe right, like so freshman year. What do we got? On the, who got the win on that one? I think I beat him at the uh, right. Greater Latrobe. Well, at, least, at least someone here beat him, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, we have not. Uh, we, we don't have a win over him, so we're been, looking. We're looking for that on Friday night. <laughs> who's a really good? You know, the guys has a lot of experience he's a winner and uh, it's a good opportunity for us you know let's see if where we're at and where we've approved upon from a year ago and uh, I like where we're at Kai's continue to improve and a year makes a big difference in, in college wrestling so it's a match that Kai's got to go out and and feel confident and, and let things fly because only helps you anytime you get to compete with some of the best guys in the country and, and then that's what Friday night is for Kai is he's He's been getting better and better, and Kai always wrestles a lot better towards the end of the year, and we're starting to see that from him. 
Yeah, moving on to probably nationally uh, the match of the night individually. We have number four, Ryan Jack, taking on number three, Cole Matthews. Cole Matthews, a returning All-American, has been ranked as high as number one this year. Both guys very good at reattacks. Uh, the last two times they've wrestled, it's been a pretty defensive struggle. Um, both guys a little bit unsure of, you know, not trying to open themselves up because each each other is so good at reattacks. It's always been low scoring. You know, where do you see like the match three going on Friday night and just top five duel? It, not much you can ask for more than you know showing up. It's worth the price of admission to see these yeah, two guys. I mean, two great wrestlers right there putting it on the line. So that should be a a fun match to watch. And, and you're right, both guys are are pretty. Uh, good at reattacks so it always makes things interesting when those two get get a chance to wrestle um and I, I it's one of those i think if you look at 41 across the country right now it's whoever gets hot at the ncaa tournament so this is a match you could possibly see in the national finals you know i think that weight could be wide open there's a lot of great guys in the top end but i think it's anybody's uh weight if they they show up and compete so this is one we got to be ready to go and it should be fun strategic match. I think both guys are pretty strategic when they wrestle and it will be uh, very exciting in Reynolds when it comes down to this this match. Yep. 149, another ranked versus ranked matchup. Number 17, Jackson Arrington will be taking on number 28, Tyler Badgett. Um, Badgett's registered a couple good wins the last few weeks and is getting, getting hot towards this end of the season. Um, Jackson had a just really tough beginning of the year schedule and is starting to come into his own. But another one of those matchups that'll be big uh, for the team race, like where Jackson is at, we had a really great win last week um, against UVA. Yeah. Um, it, another good opportunity for him to go out, compete, and improve upon what he – and that's what you get out of true freshmen. Each week they learn something new and they keep improving, and, and that's exactly what you're seeing out of Jackson. And – one thing I liked about him is the last couple of weeks, he's been way more offensive and way more his style of wrestling and really put up a lot of points against a pretty solid UVA wrestler last week. And I think the same thing has to happen Friday night for him. He's got to go out, wrestle his style and try to put as many points on the board as he can because, you know, we already know he can wrestle on top. Now it's just getting there is going to be key for him and good opportunity to uh to do that on Friday night against a really solid kid. Yeah, moving on to 157. Not entirely sure uh, who Pitt will be sending out. Uh, it'll be number seven, Ed Scott, versus either Dejon Casto or Jared Kessler. Um, have used both guys in recent weeks, and Kessler got the nod last week um, against in their two duels against UNC and Iowa State. So... Obviously, you're looking for Ed Scott to continue his hot streak and kind of had, was one of those guys that had the rebound after the Virginia Tech duel and moving forward, trying to get ready for that ACC tournament. Yeah, and, and he looked good against another really good kid last week, put up a lot of points, and that's the same thing that's got to happen. You know, he's got to make it a high-scoring match, and I think, again, it doesn't matter who Ed's wrestling. He's got to do what he's good at, and both guys from – pit are, are solid so we'll see you know when when it comes time to take the mat who he gets to wrestle but excited to watch him as we get towards the end of the year and, and 157 in the ACC is across the board really solid so this is another match that you know I think you're going to see probably a lot of guys in the ACC qualifying for the NCAA tournament and this could be you know one of those matches it's a must win when we get at the ACC tournament as well 
Yeah, and going to 165, uh, be either Derek Fields or number 26, Maddie Singleton, taking on the first of the Heller brothers of Pitt. Um, interesting style matchup there, uh, regardless of who takes the mat for NC State. But I know a lot of fans will be asking it. I'm not going to be the person to give away the answers on on the, on air here about 165, but should be a good match either way. Yeah, and you're right. A very unique style of wrestling. So both guys got to be ready. Um to see some some different looks and a good opportunity for us. You know, anytime you're wrestling a guy that on paper's ranked higher, it's an opportunity for you. And that's the way we're looking at it. And whoever we throw out there has got to go out and compete. And and they have been doing that. You know, it, it, we're young at 65, but I, I know we have talent there. And, and and in any given night, those guys can show up and, and do, some, do some damage for us. So it'll be exciting to see those guys rise to the occasion. At 174, number 29 ranked Alex Faison will be taking on Luca Augustine of Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a redshirt freshman, guy who's won a Pennsylvania State title, is getting into their lineup and starting to come into his own. Um, got a few, got a big win last week um, against Clay Loud of UNC. And so that's a, uh, a matchup that uh, on paper is pretty even. And I've been looking forward to watching, you know, Alex on senior night, um, last time wrestling in Reynolds outside of the ACC championship. Yeah. And he's done a phenomenal job for us this year. You know, you can see the experience that he has from being in the room, uh, obviously battling with all the best guys that we've had. And it, it's showing when he's out there competing because he doesn't look like you know, a guy that's in our lineup for the first year. He looks like a guy that's has a lot of experience and he's got to use that to his advantage Friday night against another really good, solid competitor um, who did. You're right. He had a, a really good win against UNC. So that's a match you got to be ready for and know it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight there. And I think both of those guys put it on the line and across the board, every match is going to matter. And, mm -hmm. and this is one that you got to circle the you know, you want to come out on top as, as far as the team goes. Yeah, we're not really sure where the match will start on Friday night. Um, not sure what weight class that'll be. We'll find out, you know, an hour before the dual meet. But no matter where it starts, you know, the 184 through heavyweight is going to have that's the, the heat's going to really pick up in yeah. these three matchups. A lot um, of good wrestling going on. The Those three matchups. Matches back to back to back are, are very impressive. You start out with number three, Trent Hidley, taking on uh, number 17, Heller, and then you move on to number eight, Trumbull, versus number one, Bonacorsi, and a top 10 rivalry. Um, both guys have had wins off each other. Yep. And at heavyweight, you know, Owen Treffin's made big strides this year as ranked number 12 coming in against true freshman uh, phenom Dayton Pitzer, who's number 10 in the country and has had a few really big wins this year. Talk a little bit about each of those three matchups, where you're looking at. And I feel like there's a lot of style matchups there that are conflicting and can make for really great matches. Yeah. And I think all three, you know, you take the six competitors at those three weights, they all have different styles of wrestling, and that's what makes wrestling fun. You know, there is some strategy behind it, but all three weights are going to put it on the line and, and make it for very exciting wrestling. And I think, you know, obviously Trent will be first time wrestling his opponent, so you don't have much time to feel it out and see what you got to do. You got to go out and, and wrestle your style. And I think that's going to be critical for, for Trent is just keep doing what he does. And, and he's really good at it. And, you know, 97, those guys are very familiar with each other. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, adjustments both guys make. And, 
you know, who can capitalize and wrestle where they're good at. And then, you know, for heavyweight, that's an exciting opportunity when you got a kid that's, you know, starting his career out and already has some really good wins. And, you know, I like where we're at with Owen. He's probably one of the bigger, most improved guys that we've had on this team. And it, it was much needed to to have a heavyweight that wrestles a style that is pretty offensive and, and obviously can move really well. So Owen, you know, a lot of times you get to the heavyweight matches and they're, you know, 2-1 or 3-2. And, and that won't be the case, I think, Friday night. I think both those guys wrestle. So it, it'll be a, a fun heavyweight match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any closing thoughts on the duel? I know we're trying to get as many fans out as we can. I think it's going to be a great home duel meet environment. I'll be on the mic. I'm already a bit nervous about that. I feel like that's going to be the first real uh, duel meet that I've had a uh, yeah. you know national audience. And probably some people are going to start tweeting some negative things at me. I've only had positive so far, but I'm just waiting for yeah, somebody to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. No. But uh no, that's going to be really exciting. Unfortunately, whenever I have my headset on, I can't hear anything. Really? Uh, the crowd noise isn't as it's loud. It's muted out? Yeah, it's pretty muted out. Well, it's not muted out for us. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully I'll challenge the fans to maybe have me like kind of do a double take and make sure I've got my headset on. If, if it gets that loud, then I think we'll know we're in a good spot. Just, someone's got to get a pin on our side to get it loud. Yep. No, it's going to be a great duel. Pitt's got a really good team, well-coached. Keith Gavin's done a phenomenal job over there, and you can see that the improvements that they've made as a program, and it's only good for our conference and obviously a much-needed home duel that people can get excited for. I know we're going to bring out the bell, bells, bells and whistles for that, like the last match we had at home, to try to keep continuing to grow our fan base and make it one of the more exciting places in the country to, to compete at. So we need as many people as we can to show up, support, and be loud and rowdy. Only have one bonus question for you. All right. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Super Bowl prediction Sunday. You already know where I stand with this. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I wanna... give you guys, any Eagles fan out there, you know I've already teased you guys and messed with you about, I'm a Giants fan, so why would I want to root against a conference rival? Well... I don't know. Maybe because you got a lot of guys on the team that root for the Eagles. Maybe nah. you'd you'd root for them to have maybe have us have a good day on Monday. Nah, you guys need some adversity. <laughs> I do remember uh, when the Eagles won the last Super Bowl. Me and Robbie Rizzolino came in on Monday and we're blaring the Eagles fight song. Yeah, and it just really set a bad mood for other guys on the team. So maybe we'll try to. Avoid no, that. you do have. We do have a lot of Eagles fans. <laughs> or you know, most of the PA guys are all Eagles fans. I've got. I've got the Eagles winning in a bit of a shootout. I'm going to go 34-31, Philadelphia Eagles over the Kansas City I, Chiefs. I just care to see a competitive game. I think when you get in the Super Bowl and it's a blowout, it, it, it really turns a lot of people off. So let's go for the shootout. Let's let's put some points on the board, which both teams do. And who, who doesn't like offensive competition, right? Yeah. That's Friday night for us. Better be like that with two really good teams. And same goes for a Super Bowl. Yep. All right, big weekend, guys. Uh, again, Friday, 7 p.m., Reynolds. Pat, maybe we'll give you have you uh, put out the tweet showing them where to go on the maps. I think people really like it when you do that. Yeah, and the quiz gives me a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff when I do that, 7 p.m., and I do the uh, location. Yep. Hey, one quick question for you, though. Uh-huh. Have we had any good donuts, overseas donuts or anything? Are they different by any means? Well, I didn't really do... 
I, I didn't really go crazy with the donuts. I was more along the lines of upset about my performance. And so I stuck with uh, cheeseburgers. But when I did get home, I, I did have a few donuts. I'm, I figured you were feeling a little bit down and out about not that it was a bad performance, but knowing you're your perfectionist. Yeah. I'm a big, I feel, feel like you felt sorry for yourself and got a box of donuts to make yourself feel a little better. No, not not overseas, but when I did come back, I, I've been big on uh, Bright Spot donuts here in Raleigh. They're really good. Rise Donuts is really good. The Harris Teeter donuts are fine. You need to get, we need to get a uh, sponsorship from them then. Yeah, I, I It can do. be in donuts. It doesn't need to be, you know, mm -hmm. anything else other than a yeah. box when we do this podcast. I do have to say um, a second apology for the podcast um, some people did think that I was going to be running in the Krispy Kreme challenge. I did have a, a little bit of, I tweaked my back when I was, you know, coming back from the travel and wrestling. And I thought to myself, if I run in this race and I really screw up my back, I'm, I'm going to look kind of like an embarrassment and a bit of a loser. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't do something like running five miles and eating a dozen donuts. Um, you know, you can do it. We can just do that, you know, not with the rest of the people we could just do the you know come up with a name for it but make it our own little challenge well, i decided i'm gonna wait. maybe it's wrestling we don't run maybe we gotta you gotta we gotta wrestle 10 minutes eat a box of donuts and then you gotta go 10 minutes more we'll make our own challenge up yeah that's not a bad idea i did though it is for a good cause i wanted to wait and and next year i do promise that i'll be taking place in the Krispy Kreme challenge. Um, if it makes sense and the travel makes sense, I, I do want to do that because I feel bad because it seemed like some people thought I was going to be there and running. Um, but I do want to put a team together next year if I'm going to do it. I uh, I got my older brother's support. Heath said he's in. Um, he'll run and do it. Um, my old teammate, Matt Field, said he'd do it. But uh, anybody else that would be willing to join the team, I, I'd love to do I it. I think you'll get a good following. Yep. Um, anyways, that'll do it for Pat's interview portion of this podcast. Uh, thanks again for doing it, Pat. No problem. All righty, go pack. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Pack Mentality Poppins podcast. We are joined by true freshman, Starting 149-pounder, Jackson Arrington. Jackson, welcome to the show. Thanks, Hayden. Uh, it's good to be here. Say, uh, I told Pat, it's uh, two District 6 guys just talking shop. <laughs> I think uh, between the two of us, we have quite a few matches logged in at the Altoona Fieldhouse. So good to uh, establish that connection. Um, but yeah, it's an exciting time to get you on the podcast and kind of hear about your story so far. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's good, good to be in in this room uh, speaking on the mic. Yeah, it took Pat's chair for it. He's the big, big <laughs> man right. in the room now. In the uh, in the big comfy chair here. Yep. Let's just start out. Um, what's one thing that has surprised you so far, and one thing that is pretty in line with how you thought things would go um, for year one? No, it's pretty uncommon for these days um, at NC State for a true freshman to start. You know, not redshirt, but. What's one thing that's kind of surprised you so far and one thing that's kind of gone how you thought it would? Um, 
So one thing that has gone, I'll, I'll go the other way. I'll start uh, one thing that I, it's gone how I wanted it to. Um, yeah, I think just the uh, the closeness that the whole team shares. I think everybody's super close. I, I figured that we were all going to come in here and be pretty tight, but it's just, it's gone like above and beyond what I, uh, what I thought it was going to. Then um, what was the other one? Just something that surprised you so far about the experience. All right. Um, probably the, the loudness of Reynolds is crazy. Uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be that loud, but like that place erupts. Matt Returns, they love Matt Returns. Yeah, the, the Reynolds crowd definitely <laughs> loves Matt Returns. I'm not sure why. I've never been in a gym where people get like more fired up for them. Yeah. I don't know if it's the acoustics of just the way that people sound whenever you hit the mat. Or if people think that you're actually getting points for it. But, <laughs> right. I mean, there should be, like, some rule where, like, in Reynolds Coliseum, it's a separate rule. So, where if you get a mat return that loud, it gets loud enough, you should get, like, a half point or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know what? I'm starting to think that uh, that's how it's working because every time I get a mat return, everybody goes nuts. I, mean, I think I have more points on the board than I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. And then when Owen goes out there and does his mat returns, yeah, uh, right. you think the place is going to kind of erupt and the, yeah, the floor right. is going to fall apart. Yeah, that, that might be the only mat return that actually gets you points. But <laughs> Yeah, no, but it is it is cool to see just the, the growth of crowds at Reynolds. Even uh, throughout my six years here, each year, there's just more and more people come out, more and more people come out. And now with uh, the crowds that are coming out for even non-conference dual meets. I mean, it's a, a crazy sight to see. And I think growing up in Pennsylvania, we're, we're used to those kind of crowds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to have it on a consistent basis, just the fan support here is pretty incredible. Any, uh, I guess you already said that was kind of a surprise, but what are, what are some other things you like about wrestling in Reynolds? Oof. Um, yeah, the crowds, one thing, I mean, everybody, everybody's so into the matches. Um, it's super loud like i said um running out of that tunnel with the fire for the acc matches that was awesome uh crazy i mean you feel like the warmth the whole time i mean i was talking to my dad and he said he could feel the warmth from the crowd and i was like yeah we're running out it's it's hot <laughs> yeah it is funny i, I remember the first time i ever ran out and there was like flames to the side um it was like my freshman year when i was in the ncaa finals I didn't realize that it was happening because the whole entire yeah. like finals so far, like I was in the back, I wasn't really watching any of those matches. And then when I ran out, it was like a surprise to me. <laughs> and I remember I almost like jumped out of my shoes. I'm just like, whoa, this isn't normal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. Like on the whenever I'm on the headset calling matches, it gets like the noise gets pretty diluted and I don't hear as much, but I can feel the heat come off yep. of like whenever there's pyrotechnics involved. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. And then the, they had the band there. Uh, I got got it loud. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was. Yeah, it's just uh, try to get a, as big of a crowd out as we can Friday night. Um, oh, for sure. Get to see people all the way up into the rafters. That'll be a lot of fun. Yep. But Definitely. before we get into Friday night, I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on the year so far. Um, I don't know too many people that have had a tougher schedule than you have. <laughs> um, you know, top five, top ten matches. You know, Jonathan Milner twice, uh, Parco, Yaya Thomas, Caleb Henson. How do you uh, how do you take those matches and and kind of 
look forward to the end of the year, but it's, it's sort of hard to do that. You know, when you're, you're so fresh onto the scene, you know, you're used to winning a lot and you have to wrestle that amount of top 10 matches. It's kind of crazy to think about. How do you, how do you conceptualize those, those matches that you've had and um, kind of your thoughts on so far on, on, on the rest of the year? Yeah. So I, we were actually talking about it with some of the other guys on the team and we we're talking in, in high school, I only had six losses and this year so far, I have six losses. So I think back to those moments in high school, I think those were the matches where I learned the most from. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's a loss, but you learn from it and you take things away. And I think I'm a better wrestler now than I was after any of those matches. So, yeah, just looking forward to the, uh, the end of the year to see how I've grown from first match where I had Milner to, you know, going uh, all the way through just seeing how much I've progressed. I think that, that really uh, keeps me going. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned, you know, talking to some of the some of the other freshmen, it's it's a little bit different when um, you know, the rest of the of the freshman class are in a little bit of a different situation where mm-hmm. most of them are red shirting. Uh, most of them are not seeing, you know, the lineup on a consistent basis. Um has it that been a challenge at all? Kind of like you know, live, you're living with guys that are in a little bit of a different situation. How have, how have you guys kind of gone through that with each other? I mean, no, I mean, I have pretty good roommates, so they uh, they understand. I'm in bed early, uh, I'm up early, and so no, they've been pretty uh, understanding about everything, and they know how it is um, wrestling like that. So it's been great. Yeah. Um, speaking of the six losses in high school, um, I was told by Pat to bring out the the Forest Hills wrestling magnet that oh, we have. No. So nobody on air will be able to see this picture, but it's a picture of Jackson um, in his Forest Hills singlet. And Pat wanted me to take a picture of that and that be the header for the podcast episode. So guys that see it on social media, you'll get to see uh, you know the high school. Uh, version of jackson errington kind of flexing for the crowd it's a, a pretty good picture yeah that was mom was not happy about that one why that, not that was that was the uh the picture that she bought and she didn't <laughs> she didn't know what she was buying but when it got home that's what she got and uh that also anytime i want to match they were putting that up on tvs in my high school so that was that was good. All right. Well, what better way to maybe get it <laughs> yeah. as the podcast banner for this right. episode 104? Um, but now nah, that's Pat, Pat wanted me to throw that in there. He said that we can't let you get off easy on the podcast. You have to face some adversity. That's that's good. Yeah, that's that's a lot of adversity right there. Yeah. I mean, you guys just wait till you see this picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, moving on. I think just talking a little bit about high school wrestling and um have a few young guns wrestlers on the team now. Um, you know, you, Ed, Troy, Finn. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of our listeners that quite understand the, you know, the success that has come from that club. Um, the young guns club in Pennsylvania has produced numerous all Americans, um, numerous national champions. And I was just kind of want, want you to give your thoughts on it and kind of tell the fans a little bit about your experience going to that club and how it sort of helped you um, now that you're a Division One wrestler here at NC State. Yeah, so first thing, I mean, I started going to Young Guns when I was probably eight years old. So I've been, I was going there my whole life and there was always sort of like an expectation that you had to be meeting in the room. 
because uh, you had guys when I was eight in there, like Spencer Lee was going there and um, Nico Megaludis had went there and, and guys like that. So there was a level of respect you kind of had for everybody and you had to always be working because you had to fight for each partner that you wanted. If you wanted to go with the good guys, then you had to really be working hard and to get those good partners. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy to see now like all the guys that have come from this club but um yeah having the guys here on the team from the club has has helped a lot yeah hopefully just keep that pipeline going and getting more young guns to uh nc state but um i know for sure like growing up um in pennsylvania i went to bison legend club and i know we always kind of thought like hey (laughs) if we could be the second best club in PA, then we've done something really yeah. great because it was just so hard to touch that young guns club, like in terms of success. But we always kind of had those guys like up on a, on a totem pole of like, all right, this is the kind of standard that we need to try to reach. And if we could be, you know, the second best club in PA, that was a pretty great accomplishment yeah. for sure. But, uh, I gave you a little bit of, of some of my favorite young guns wrestlers the week <laughs> before, um, wanted to hear, you know, Top just just so the fans can kind of understand who exactly has come from there. Who are your top three favorite Young Guns guys to watch? You know, could be anybody from the past okay. twenty years. <laughs> All right. So one guy that's up there is uh, hmm, gotta say Nico Megalutis. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super young whenever he was going into Young Guns. So he, when I was young, he was right in college and kind of in his prime. So that was. Mm-hmm. That was really cool to watch him. Yeah. Uh, another guy not too far away from me, uh, Jason North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wrestled him. So, yeah, he, uh, we would, used to go to a UPJ camp, mm-hmm. and he was there and scooped scoop me ice cream one time. So <laughs> hey, that, that kind of just lives in my head sometimes. Um, yeah, another guy, let me think. Oh. Uh, Michael Kemmer, super mm-hmm. nice guy. Um, yeah, there's some of the guys. Max Murin, obviously, yeah, he, he's still wrestling now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up not too far from me. And uh, I mean, he's still in college now, but yeah. when I was in Young Guns, he was in, uh, I was he, I was in seventh grade, I think, when he was a senior. So. Wow. Yeah, so I mean. It's come a long way and you might wrestle the guy this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, right? Yeah, so those are just some of the guys that, um, that kind of like were up there whenever I was in Young Guns. Yeah, I was I was gonna say you know even some of my favorite guys were guys I had to wrestle just yeah, like right. Nolf and Kemmer. Um, even though I was on the kind of receiving end most of the time against those guys, still able to respect what they've done and like there was a lot of things Nolf did throughout his career that I was like wow, I really wish I could yeah. do something like that. Right. Um, but it's kind of cool now both him and Kemmer. Every time I see them, it's it's like uh, have some common ground. Both grew up in Pennsylvania, yep. wrestled those guys a ton of times, even in college. Then, um, but still, as a have that kind of level of respect with each other now. Um, you know, during college, maybe not. It was a little bit tougher to have a conversation yeah. with guys that you're in the heat of battle with. But um, yeah, I think some of my other favorites have gone through there. Uh, see obviously when i was a, a, a youth kid i used to have a a bit of a rivalry with spencer lee yeah um i never i guess it's hard to say rivalry because i didn't beat him but yeah, i right. was always like thought that i was like all right i'm really good i'm gonna go into the youth state tournament i'm gonna be 
you know, become a state champion, then I wrestle Spencer Lee. Yep. And then it's like, ah, sure. okay, all right, see you, man. <laughs> but uh, I think like some of those guys that also are graduated right around the same time with, you know, like Crevis and um, Josh Shields, Josh Maruka, all those guys were, were really great wrestlers. It's kind of cool to see how all of them came from that club. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Like long story short, Young Guns Wrestling Club, very good. <laughs> very good <laughs> a lot a lot of guys that mm-hmm. come out of there yeah i wanted to uh you know kind of get your thoughts on the match on friday uh though it's the big thing of, of this interview um tell me a little bit about how your kind of match process goes you know day of what does that look like for you on a friday when you wake up um get some of the the fans into what your routine is kind of what your mentality is heading into the match and how do you prepare yourself for a, a big duel meet like it is on friday night yeah so i'm kind of i'm kind of a creature of habit i like to do the same things all the time so you in a home match i'll wake up on friday come over to wb do whatever i got to do that morning uh, maybe move around a little bit, get a little workout in, uh, eat breakfast. Then I got class on Friday, sadly. So I got <laughs> I got to go to economics on Friday, uh, do that, go to my public speaking class. Uh, the last two classes I've had on Friday before match actually have been speaking days for me. So I've had to give speeches on the days that I've been competing. So, so I usually do that. And then we head over to WB, work out a little bit, warm up, and we head over to Reynolds. Um, before a match, obviously we weigh in and just kind of get in the mindset, just focus on what I'm going to do. Um, just focus on my attacks, not really a game plan too much, just keeping the right mental state quite big. Yeah. I I think if you have to give a speech whenever you have like (laughs) cotton mouth from like cutting weight, you deserve some bonus points for that. That's, that's it. Yeah. It's at the inform the uh, the crowd that I'm speaking to every time. I'm like, listen, guys, I'm a, a little tired right now, so <laughs> stick with me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good stuff. Um, you know, heading into the dual meet on Friday night, taking on number 17 pit, they've uh, been on a, a hot streak, um, are currently at the top of the standings um, in the ACC. What are you looking forward to in that match, and and what do you think the uh, the team's mor- morale has been like? The team's attitude heading into a big duel meet on Friday. Yeah, I think everybody's super excited for it. Um, we love big matches. We love big matches. So, yeah, um, I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be a great match. Should have a crazy big crowd there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can fill up every seat. Um, yeah, I mean, kids in my class were asking me about it, and a lot of kids in my class are coming out. So I was like, "Hey, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you guys come out." Uh, kids gonna be taking pictures on the floor. I was like, "All right, uh, whatever you can do to get out there." But <laughs> that's good stuff. I think yeah. my uh, freshman year, we all had to. Whenever we had those big classes in front of like 120 people, yeah. we all each had to take a turn and go up to the front of the class before class and say. Hey everybody! I'm such and such from the <laughs> wrestling team. I'll just let you know about the dual meet on Friday, and I'll never for, forget. Um, 
I think I was in class with Tommy Cox. Yeah. Uh, real little guy, 125 pounder um, from Long Island. Still one of the funniest teammates I think I've ever had. Got up there like it was nothing and started talking <laughs> about the dual meet. And eventually, I think the professor looked out over at him and was like, all right, let's let's wrap it up. Tommy. Yeah, it's right. Like, time to start <laughs> class. But uh, it was that was a really funny story from that. Um, got two questions left for you. Yep. Um, one, not so serious. The last one, I'll finish out as a little slightly serious. Um, what's your favorite meal at the Case Dining Hall so far and your favorite restaurant that you've had, you've gone to in Raleigh so far? Okay, favorite Case meal. It's got to be the hibachi, the, the flank steak, and the pork dumplings. That's a big one. Okay. I think that's that's got to be my favorite. You know, you, they get the sweet and sour noodles on that day. That's, <laughs> that's a good day. Yeah. Favorite restaurant in Raleigh you've got you've been Ooh, to? Favorite restaurant in Raleigh, okay. Uh, there's a couple. Um, Amedios, <laughs> that's a good one. We went there in the summer, a lot of the freshmen. I'm a former sponsored athlete. Oh, former sponsored sports. athlete of Amedios. <laughs> um, sushi Nine, that's a good one. I, I enjoy my sushi. Uh, yeah, those two come to mind whenever I think of that. Mm-hmm. Couple staples on Western Boulevard. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yep, but... Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. You got to get head over to Case Dining Hall and get some study <laughs> hall hours in today. Right. But uh, I like to finish off um, the same question uh, for all the guys that come on the show. Um, there's a Mark Twain co- quote that I really like that says, uh, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why. For this podcast, I like to switch it around and say, um, you know, when was the day that you found that you started wrestling, and when was the day that you found out why you did it? Oof! Wow. Um, I started wrestling when I was four or five, so I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, probably in high school, talking with my high school coach, and he's like, "Do you want to do this?" I'm like. Yeah, I want to. I want to be the best. So I mean, hmm. I mean, that's that's a tough question to answer. But. Yeah, I think we all kind of have those moments. Yeah, where you try to figure out when exactly you got serious with it. Yeah, but I would say same for me. Probably freshman, sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. when I finally realized that I could have a future in this, and yeah. that maybe it was just a coach telling me that, yeah, you are good enough to go to school for this and um, accomplish very great things and heard kind of similar thoughts from a lot of people yeah. it's like yeah maybe when i was in high school and i started realizing i could be good at this but um yeah that's all i have for us today jackson really appreciate you joining the podcast and it's been a pleasure to watch you all year and see where you develop towards the end of the year it's going to be a lot of fun yeah thank you yep all right that'll do us do it for us here at the pack mentality pop-ins podcast this concludes episode number 104 As always, thanks again for listening. We'll see everybody at Reynolds Friday night, 7 p.m. against the Pitt Panthers. See you all then.